Hello and welcome to episode three of revolutionarywomen.fm. I'm your host, Claire Yosa, and today we're moving on to courage and confidence, specifically how to get past what I call the flinch factor when you're stepping up to stretch a comfort zone. So when you want to do something outside of a comfort zone, we have two options. We can either push on through that fear and do it anyway, or we can have the courage and confidence to grow into being that person that creates that change, as we talked about in the last episode, and feeling lined up with it. So it flows and it becomes exciting rather than terrifying. But here's the thing, most of us choose the pushing on through the fear. We bottle that fear, we push it down, we pretend it's not there, we force ourselves, we use willpower and gritted teeth and determination and we achieve it anyway. But the journey is so much harder. Now here's why I don't want you to feel the fear and push on through. And I'm not saying you should wait until there's no fear, I've got a different solution for you shortly. But here is the effect that fear has on performance. So we think a scared thought, a fear-based thought, that fires off biochemical reactions in your body that trigger the fight-flight-freeze response, the stress response that basically say, oh, Claire's just found another saber-toothed tiger and we've got to work out whether we're going to run or stand still or fight the thing, yeah? Those biochemical reactions in your body trigger what we experience as emotions, Those emotions feed more thoughts. And before we know it, we're stuck in a cycle where the thoughts feed the chemical reactions that feed the emotions that feed the thoughts. And there's more. Those mind story dramas, the stories we like to tell ourselves about everything that could go wrong and how terrible it could be. Yeah, this is why one of my least, in fact, I never use this as a mentoring question. I think it's so dangerous. What's the worst that could happen? Let's just do a little bit of mental rehearsal for an outcome we don't want, yeah? (laughs) We're already so good at telling ourselves stories about how disastrous it could be, how difficult it could be, how scary it could be, how we might get rejected and not be allowed to be part of the tribe anymore. And all of that can come from a single thought. Now, here's the thing. If that is running in your head, your body, your emotions, the likelihood of you taking inspired actions on your dreams massively decreases. And if you do, you've got to get past all of that. In your brain, we have neural pathways. There are synapses in your brain that when you think a thought, two of them fire off. And if you think that thought regularly, neuroscientists describe this as them wiring together. I like to think about it as walking through a field that maybe is full of hay and it's summer and you have to walk through this field and if you do that walk once the hay that might well be about waist height or armpit height if you're my height (laughs) it quickly springs back up behind you and within a day or say there's no trace that you were there if you walk that path multiple times a day every single day for a week or a month soon enough a path will appear Now, if you do it with great big welly boots on a rainy day and you stamp hard, you'll be killing off the grass underneath your path really quickly and it forms much more clearly until within days that path is there and clear to see and will probably hang around for the rest of the summer. And it's the same with our thoughts. If we think a thought once, it floats on through. 
If we think a thought and we engage with it, and we start to have an argument with it and try and tell it it's wrong, that inner critic, that voice in most of our heads, will start to fight back. It will start to justify itself. It will start to give you examples of all the times when it was right about this and you were wrong, which triggers off even more biochemical reactions and emotions that feed the mind story drama. And before we know it, that single thought has become an autopilot in the brain, taking you straight from the initial trigger through to imagining an outcome you really don't want. And our habitual thoughts become like motorways in our brain. So Fred might make his throwaway comment that he does at the end of every meeting that just presses that button for you and suddenly you're cascading in those hormone and biochemical reactions in the body, the emotions, the thoughts, that mind story drama and that tiny throwaway comment from Fred ruins the next hour for you and destroys your confidence. So all of this explains how fear gets in the way of our performance. If we are scared about something, it means at some level there's a part of you that wants to keep you safe and you're going to have to work extra hard to get past that to achieve your goal. And today's episode is about the flinch factor. Now this is a brilliant early warning sign that we're all familiar with. We've got to step up and do something outside of that comfort zone. And actually, I tend not to call them comfort zones because often they're not very comfortable. It's more of a safe zone. So you want to step outside the safe zone. And there's a bit of you that flinches. And this is often a physical reaction. You might feel your body getting smaller, like that initial move of a hedgehog to curl up and protect itself. You might feel a tension in the stomach or your jawline or your eyes. And you'll start to think those thoughts, yeah? So the flinch factor is a brilliant early warning sign that a fear might get in the way of what you want to do and sabotage your success. And the reason I call it a brilliant early warning sign is the earlier in a process you can catch this, the less of an effect it's had because it hasn't fired off all of those biochemical reactions and the emotions and the thoughts and the mind story dramas and the what if scenarios and the mental rehearsal of the future you don't really want. So what can you do when you notice the flinch factor has struck? Well, I've got a gift for you to celebrate us reaching the end of our first week of the revolutionarywomen.fm podcast. And it's actually a mini training that teaches you exactly how to pause the flinch factor and turn that around in under 10 minutes without pretending and whitewashing and faking it. Okay, so you want to go and get that now at revolutionarywomen.fm forward slash flinch. And right here, right now, I want to give you a solution. So if I were mentoring you one-to-one right now and the flinch factor were coming up, here's what I would ask you, okay? The first question, okay? So firstly, you need to accept the flinch factor happened. Don't fight it because then that sets off that whole mind-body-emotion cascade. So the first question, what is it you're really scared of? What is it you are really scared of that's making you flinch? And unless you're driving, I invite you to press pause and scribble down the answers that just pop up to that question. What is it you're really scared of that's made you flinch? You might be surprised by some of them. And the next question I would ask you is, what do you want instead? What do you want instead? 
This is my magic unblocking question. Now, there are some ninja tips for this question, okay? Is you want to make the what do I want instead positively phrased because your mind can't process a negative. If you say, well, I don't want, your mind first has to imagine it and the don't gets lost in the mind story drama stories. So if I said to you right now, do not imagine a pink donkey playing a saxophone in a blue tree then you'll be able to tell me which song it was playing, okay? The don't imagine gets lost. You just imagine it and then the lost, the not doesn't get processed. So phrase your what do I want instead positively. So instead of I don't want to flinch, what do I want instead? I want to feel grounded and confident. Great. The other ninja tip is make it something that's within your control because we can't change others. We can only change ourselves. So you're Uh, what do I want instead? Might be, I want Fred to stop saying that. Well, great. You know what? Fred is a prat, frankly. And he's going to say that because as we'll cover in future episodes, as the Native Americans said, all criticism is born of someone else's pain. So if Fred is being an ass, that's Fred's stuff, not yours. Let's park that for a minute. So we can't change Fred. What do I want instead? I want Fred's feedback just to sell right over my head because I know it's not about me. And I feel grounded and confident in who I am and my ability to work on whatever it is I'm working on. Okay, so what you're talking about there is immunity. It's natural resilience, which again, we'll be covering in a future episode. It's something we're going to talk about a lot. So unless you're driving, press pause right now. What do I want instead? And let some of those answers bubble up without editing. And if any of this has raised emotions for you, Remember, the super quick thing you can do with an emotion to press reset is actually to use the power of your breath to breathe that emotion out through your feet. Just imagine you're breathing it into the ground beneath you. And when you're looking at your list of answers to the last two questions, in the what do I want instead list, pick one that really resonates with you. You think, oh, that would just be great. And then the third of the three mentoring questions today is... What is the first step I can take towards that? What is the first step I can take towards that? And then get it in your diary. Make a commitment to take that first tiny step in the next 24 hours because then you've started to turn that flinch factor around. So this isn't about whitewashing. It's not about pushing on through that fear. It's not about faking it. It's about looking at the fear that caused you to flinch understanding where that's coming from, how it's trying to protect you. How do you want to feel instead? What do I want instead? And then what actions can I take to move towards that? You're teaching your mind, your conscious mind and your unconscious mind and that inner critic to turn that around and look for solutions rather than getting stuck in the mind story drama of the problem. So that's what I wanted to cover today for courage and confidence and getting past the flinch factor I have another process that kind of doesn't work on a podcast because it needs you to close your eyes and do some visualization. And I know that a lot of people do listen to this while they're driving and commuting. So go to revolutionarywomen.fm forward slash flinch to get your gift launch week party gift from me, which is a mini training on how to get past your flinch factor in under 10 minutes without faking it. And make sure you come and join us in the listener only Facebook group to share with me how you get on with this technique. 
And if you know any other revolutionary women who need to be listening to this podcast, please share the show notes link with them. Use the hashtag revolutionary women. Make sure you are getting the newsletter about this revolutionarywomen.fm forward slash tribe. And if you've enjoyed our first week, please take a moment, go and leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. Let people know what kind of thing you've enjoyed about the first three episodes, because it helps more of them to find it too. And we can grow our revolutionary women tribe so that together we can make the difference we're born to make in the world. And I will be back with episode four very soon, which I absolutely love. This is a great one. It's the secret to credibility and how imposter syndrome gets in the way. So make sure you've subscribed on your favorite podcast provider so that you catch episode four to discover how to stop imposter syndrome from getting in the way of your credibility and making your voice heard. 